We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Giving Tuesday to benefit the Jimmy Fund on WEEI. Text KCANCER to 20222 to make a $25 gift. Or visit jimmyfund.org slash Tuesday for more information. Now, back to Mud at Night on WEEI. This is Mud at Night. Mike Manansky here with you. Nick Fitzy Stevens along as well. Today is Giving Tuesday on WEEI to benefit the Jimmy Fund, and it's presented by our friends uh, at Arbella Insurance. We are here, of course, to support one of our favorite causes, the Jimmy Fund, and patients like the one we're going to speak to and the father of a patient we'll speak to right now. Uh, Seamus Gregory joins us here on the show. Seamus, Mutt, and Fitzy, how are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, We appreciate it. Um, You have a very special five-year-old daughter um, who got some crazy news this past uh, July, was it, Seamus? Do I have that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Um, we were sport, uh, you know, in quarantine like everybody in the country uh, in northern Wisconsin in March and uh, around Father's Day weekend, headed down to my in-laws in the northern part of Illinois for the weekend for Father's Day and uh, wasn't feeling too, uh, Claire wasn't feeling too well and got some really bad news. Uh, essentially, the first week of July, she was diagnosed with uh, ALL leukemia while we were on a mini vacation for Father's Day. So it was uh, some big news for our family, to say the least. I'm sure there are parents listening that are wondering what kind of symptoms, you know, Seamus, take your daughter in. Was it severe? Was it the normal cough and 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 uh, just cold? What what sent you in for that first uh, trip? So just to retract, you know, we were uh, having a great part of our beginning of our spring and summer, and everything was kind of really just normal with with the exception of uh, the pandemic. We decided to go visit my in-laws in Northern Illinois for Father's Day celebrate a Father's Day, a big barbecue, you know, a few beers, stuff like that. And uh, do the normal thing that you do on Father's Day, played a round of golf in the morning, came back home and uh, she started to have like a pain in her arm. But we had a bouncy house and bouncy castle uh, set up for the children. So we're like, okay, this thing that she heard in the bouncy castle. So that was just the first little sign there. A couple of days after that, wasn't really feeling too hot. So she uh, actually returned home to work uh, to Northern Wisconsin about six hours north of uh, where, we're, where we were. And um, my wife called and said she wasn't feeling too well. So I said, we'll bring, just bring her into urgent care. And my wife brought her into urgent care, uh, was diagnosed with a strep throat. We're like, okay, thank God, it's a strep throat, you know, nothing major. Um, which brought us to about the 4th of July uh, weekend. Still wasn't feeling too well and wasn't able to get off the couch and her stomach tr- started to... to Sinned a little bit, and then ultimately brought her back into uh, the urgent care facility for another uh, for another peak because we were just nervous to bring her into a hospital at that time with the pandemic and things like that. Sure. And then they took some labs, and then boom, rushed her to uh, Children's Hospital in Milwaukee, and uh, she uh, was diagnosed with you know in the middle of the night, a night that we'll never forget. Uh, was diagnosed with ALL leukemia. I mean, uh, Seamus, I mean, Mutt has young kids just like I do, uh, comp- comparably aged, and this seems like every parent's worst nightmare. I mean, like, you know, I, I freak out if their temperature goes up 0.1 degrees or if they fall and skin their knee or something like that. And next thing you know, 
you think something that can be totally normalized to an, uh, an urgent care visitor visiting the pediatrician now turns into uh, a, a nightmare level scenario. But you guys seem to cooler heads prevailed and you guys made a decision to go to Dana-Farber. How did you guys come about that right then? Because staying local or just doing something more immediately when you're, you're hit with something dire like this may seem to make sense immediately. Thanks so much for those uh, words, obviously, being a father yes. yourself. Upon entry into a hospital at the facility in Wisconsin, uh, we thought it would just be a, a kind of a cookie-cutter cancer, so to speak, with ALL. We ended up spending 43 days inpatient at, at the facility uh, there, and we, uh, they were wonderful. I mean, the nurses, the doctors, everybody was fantastic uh, there as well. Uh, but um, it just got to the point where uh, we felt, you know, my parents, we immigrated to Swampscott, Massachusetts, and uh, they work here and live here. And having known, known Dana Farber and, and the spectacular work that they do there, we just felt that a, a possible second opinion was warranted uh, at that time. And just knowing the area, knowing Dana Farber, knowing the, what they could do, uh, we decided to drive across the country to uh, in the beginning of September. Uh, she finished her chemotherapy actually at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, a couple of days before Labor Day, and we hopped in the truck and drove across and then immediately began treatment at Dana-Farber. And it, it just goes without saying, I mean, it, it's one of those things too, as you guys both know, and, and being fathers, I mean, you're, you're, you're going through so much and my partner and significant other Jody going through so much and, and our family in general, both families, and you're, you're just trying to decide, well, if, if it's going to go, if you're going to get treatment for cancer or, or some type of pediatric care, you want to be at the number one place in the world. And, and if that, it, that's right here in Boston and, you know, that's no disrespect to, any other facilities and what they do around the world and around the country. But uh, Dana-Farber saves lives. We felt that we had to bring our daughter to, to Boston and to um, Dana-Farber and Boston Children's Hospital to, to ultimately uh, to get to the answers and the bottom of some things that we felt were, were necessary for, uh, for a little girl and our firstborn. Uh, Seamus, uh, how, did, how did Claire take the diagnosis? She's only five years old. Does she know? Right now, she's dealing with leukemia because, I mean, my kids just know they're sick or they're not sick. They don't, they have really no idea. So how is yeah, she dealt right. with the, the, the idea of leukemia? Does she really know what she's dealing with right now? Yeah, it kind of started off. I mean, I kind of that, that uh, I don't know, I, that Irish emotion that I have, I guess, a little bit. Sometimes it gets <laughs> in the way. So I'm a little bit more like a little more emotional when it comes to things. And my wife is a little more level-headed at times. Um, you know, we just kind of explained to her that, her, her blood wasn't feeling that well and her blood was sick. That's how we initially started the, the conversation with Claire. Uh, she's a very smart young girl, lo loves her family, of course, and loves doing everything that every five-year-old would do. She actually turns, uh, turns six on the 23rd this Tuesday. Um, but the thing about it is, I think it's just explaining to her that she's, she, her blood isn't feeling that well right now. Uh, we need to go to Boston for a little more powerful medicine to get us through. Uh, it's a temporary move for now. We'll be back with your friends and we'll be back in Northern Wisconsin and you'll be coming to the rink and bird watching and playing outside and on Lake Superior and everything like that will come back. We just need to, to go somewhere for a little bit better medicine right now. So I think that that was the initial conversation, but even this morning dropping her off at Dana-Farber, she had her whole day planned out. She couldn't wait to get into the, the to Dana-Farber, to the Jimmy Fund. She loves it. She loves going there. She loves having the, the, uh, the I mean, child life there is phenomenal the crafts that they do. So, I mean, I think it's just the getting over that initial hump guys that, okay, this is happening to our family and, and then, and then taking it from there. But you're right, Mud, honestly, having that conversation with a five-year-old is not easy, but I think too, people, we have a four-year-old and a one-year-old too. And 
Um, th- those are difficult conversations as well when their five-year-old daughter, your five-year-old sister is not feeling that well. Seamus, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the care team at Dana-Farber and what, what they're like and also what sort of emotional support they've provided for you? Yeah, I, I think... I think overall, and don't mean to get teared, teared up here a little bit. I think overall, from the beginning uh, of the of the transfer to Dana Farber, um, we just found as a family the people were just really real. Not that other people weren't or anything like that, but just you know, just from the onset, from getting the paperwork started to to getting the the uh, the travel and the transit uh, on their way with their team, and ultimately those types of things and those conversations were all just real conversations. Um, so right from the admin assistants and people that work remotely during coronavirus to get those things and those steps moving of, of requesting records and getting those things sent across the country, those things are not easy as well. And those conversations were, were difficult. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the care team there, we went the first, the first time that we had our initial campaign of fire work and, you know, like, in the words of hockey, I guess the guy was just the beauty, like, you know, like just came, would just, just wanted to take care of us, wanted to, to give Claire the best care that, that she possibly could. I mean, Dr. Anna, his nurse practitioner, uh, Amanda, everybody in child life, even when you just walk in the door there, it just, it, it's, it's just a family atmosphere. And I think that that, that has to be talked about here today as well as we raise money for the Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber and that, those types of things, uh, Nick, because, they might be the biggest, you know, best hospital in the country, but they also have the personal side that we were looking for. Well, people who don't know, Seamus is also a hockey coach. So he's tougher than Fitzy. He's tougher than me. There's no doubt about that. Um, it sounds like your daughter, Claire, is hockey tough, Seamus. Tell us about her and tell us about um, some of her hobbies. And she must be missing being at the rink with dad right now in Wisconsin. She does. She does. They, you know, she's not really into hockey. Her Brennan, uh, her Brennan Audrey are, are, are hockey tough. That's for sure. They're a lot tougher than me, but Claire's especially tough uh, with everything she's gone through, but they miss pounding on the glass in the lobby. They miss playing the motorcycles <laughs> and stuff and throwing quarters in the machine. So they're probably actually saving Jody and I money by not throwing the quarters. In the <laughs> games are going on, but, but uh, no, she's, uh, she's, she's been very resilient. Uh, she, she just loves arts, crafts. I think that she might have the people at, at, at the Jimmy Fund drove crazy about the crafts in there. I mean, she just loves, she just wants to be an, of course, an art teacher when she grows up. She loves the outdoors. She loves playing with her sister. She loves her family. Just, just a, a, just a resilient child. And I think if this, these types of things make you a little bit more mature as you go on and make her grow up a little bit too fast. I mean, sometimes, but I, I think the biggest thing with Claire is that, she she just is a very patient child in, in saying that she's just patient with her sister. She's patient with this whole process. Mm. She, she's able to, you know, get, get poked and picked up by many nurses and doctors all for the right reasons, of course, but just having those, uh, having those ups and downs and those good days and bad days, she doesn't complain and um, she's going with the flow. And I think uh, that's much to, to her, to her credit. Um, you know, at that age. And sometimes, you know, Mutt and, and, and Nick, sometimes I'm like, well, God, I hope, I hope she doesn't remember any of this, you know? And then on the other side of it, I'm like, well, you know, I, how can she not forget what happened, what happens, you know, and things like that when, when you're at this age. What would you say, you know, to any other parents who might have any concerns that if something like this were to come up or other parents that are going through the same thing, but 
are afraid to, or just unable to put their feelings to word, like you've been able to so eloquently, what would you like to say to them? I guess, I guess the, the, and that's a great question. You, you have to believe, you have to, you have to believe that, that the, in tomorrow and uh, ultimately that you have to believe in, in the cutting edge and what is being done by the care and, and believe in your care and believe in your doctors. But you have to believe in, in what they're doing, but you have to, to get up every morning and believe that, that it's going to go, go in the right direction. And, um, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and good days and bad days. And, you know, you see all the children coming in and out of, uh, Boston children's hospital and, and Dana Farber and, and just, they're just so positive in, in what they're doing from day to day. And they, they you know, you, you got to love what you do. And I think the nurses and doctors at Dana Farber and the Jimmy fund and Boston children's, they love what they do. You guys love what you do. I certainly love what I do, but it, it's more about, just believing that it's going to get better and having, there's going to be negative times. I mean, there's, there's going to be, it's going to take hardship on your relationship, on your families on, you know, cancer doesn't only affect Claire. It's, it's had a, it's had a great effect on a lot of people in our families, both families, but the, the, the main focus is Claire and the main focus is finding a cure for cancer. Either that's ALL, AML, whatever L, you know, that it's out there. And that's just taking taking the time and, and and understanding that it takes time, but there will be a there will be light at the end of the tunnel for for everybody. Uh, Shame, but she sounds like an amazing girl. Uh, to Claire. Um, I, I'm curious. It's it's month what four or five of the treatment, really. It's, so it's it's relatively new. What's the road ahead look like for her in terms of what they've set up for treatment? And I know you guys are from Wisconsin here in Swampscott. Are you guys going to be here for the long haul? What's the timetable? So right now she's in stage three of the, of the uh, cancer treatment. She gets, she's on her third planned hospital stay uh, right now at Boston Children's Hospital. She's in for the high dose of uh, methotrexate. She started that this morning. So she has one more of those in stage three, and there's a two week break. And then she has a stage four and stage five, which are 16 weeks and then two and a half years of maintenance. So, um, Right now, I think the focus is that we're going to be uh, here at Dana Farber for the foreseeable future. Well, I can't wait to, to meet Claire, hopefully at some point. She sounds like an amazing young woman. And I'm going to have you call back into the show at some point and talk Bruins because you're going to be here in Boston watching the Bruins right. here this winter. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So you have to call in and give me a Bruins breakdown, Seamus. Yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I listen to you guys quite a bit. I think you guys are, are, are good hosts. Thanks for having me on. Claire is uh, Claire's fighting, guys, and I know you guys know that. You're both from... Uh, both from Massachusetts, I do believe, and you guys are fighters too. And there's a lot of great people at Dana Farber. We can never be so thankful for Dana Farber and what they've done for our family. Uh, they've accepted us, and um, we're forever grateful. Yeah, we we admire you very much, and uh, wish sure. you wish you nothing but the best. Well, Seamus, for, for all of us, thank you for telling your story. Thank you for telling Claire's story. Uh, she sounds like an amazing young woman, and I look forward to talking soon. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to have me on. Thanks again. Uh, Seamus Gregory joining us here uh, as part of uh, our Giving Tuesday and our help uh, and our attempt to help out the Jimmy Fund, the great people, the Jimmy Fund, because they help out great people uh, like Seamus Gregory. And uh, while we're talking to Seamus and you heard that from uh, earlier, I got to check my email, Fitzy, and I got an email picture from uh, Seamus of Claire and Bryn and Audrey sitting around the table with a pizza box or two, I think listening to their dad talk on the radio. No, come I, on. I think I think that's what I was getting from the the gist of the email we got from Seamus. So I want to say hello to Claire. 
uh, and Brent and Audrey and say, uh, your dad is awesome. He did a great your job. Your dad is awesome, and Claire, you are one strong girl, and you got this. Everyone knows you got this. Everyone's in your corner. Claire Strong, thank you, Seamus, for sharing. And everybody, it's people like, you know what it is, Mutt? It's the devil's in the details sometimes. It's just, it's as simple as Tuesday pizza night with the family, yep. sitting around having a box of pie, talking sports, dad on the radio, people mentioning your name. Uh, maybe afterwards a couple card games, and then you read some books and go to bed. It's it's little things. It's not like oh the Super Bowl, oh the playoffs. Like it's just the little things that matter so much. And the Jimmy Fund helps preserve moments like that. And uh, we can't thank them enough. Well, and the Jimmy Fund helps out uh, families like uh, the Gregory family and like uh, Claire, an amazing five year old girl who's battling cancer right now. And you can help them out. Like this is it's pretty simple it doesn't sound simple but it is you can help them out because everything they do at the jimmy fund uh guess what it takes money to do and they can't do the fun trips they can't make the experience to go to the jimmy fund fun for claire and others like uh, her dad talked about they can't do the research that's needed to hopefully eradicate in our lifetimes cancer but you can by donating money and you do that by visiting jimmyfund.org slash tuesday you can text k cancer to 2222 that's a 25 dollar donation or you can text KCancer to 56512 to make a larger donation and look, or different donation. It's a pandemic. It's been an awful year for people. We understand some of you are unable to donate, but if you can still help out, uh, if you have social media, you can certainly help us out. Spread awareness and get the hashtag KCancer trending. Logging on to your social media profile and telling us and your followers who you'd like to KCancer for. You can also download a graphic to post by going to weei.com slash giving tuesday and we thank uh, seamus for joining us and we'll talk more about some great great families and people here uh coming up in hour number two mud at night with fitzy we'll also talk about fitzy's patriots team which won a game on sunday does it mean anything does it even matter what does it matter we'll ask fitzy coming up it's mud at night weei we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.